Welcome to Chatsunami. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Chatsunami. My name's Satsunami and joining me today is none other than the king himself. <laughs> Craigie's <Craig. laughs> here. King? Yeah. yeah, well, do you want to be called Godzilla? <laughs> <laughs> you had two options uh, here. <laughs> you had two. Yeah, I'll go for King Craigie's here, thank you. Yes, so how are you doing today? Doing very good. Just for the people to remember, last time I was on here, I came over to your house and I kidnapped you until we could talk about mini memes. And I've done the same thing today. I've come around to your house and forced you to watch a movie that I really like. That's true. I just get these, you know, these messages out the blue. I don't even get an option or it's just like, hey, do you want to watch a film? No. And then you just hear the smashing of the glass in the background and just Craigie's just crawling in through the window. And no, all. no, please, I, I, I come down your stairs on a jetpack. Oh, yeah, that is true. But before we put out the niche references ahead of time, what are we going to be talking about today? Well, today we're going to be talking about Godzilla versus King Godira. I got into the Godzilla films in a big way recently and I've watched, I think, about 40 of them. I don't know how many now. We'll say, we'll say 30 to mm-hmm. be a, to be a, a casualist. About watching it all, and some of them are incredible, some of them are terrible. But overall, I think there's three films out of them that you have to watch. Right, this is the Japanese uh, ones, so the American ones they're good as well, but they're separate. So, three films. Film number one, the 1954 original. It's a classic, and I think it's really good. Film number two, Shin Godzilla, which came out in 2017, um, which is like a weird mix between like Godzilla and the thick of it. It's like this weird political uh, drama, but also Godzilla's it, and also it's really funny. <laughs> But then the third film out of the three, and the one I had to show you, had to share with you, is this film, uh, Godzilla vs. King Guerrero. Unless you have anything else you want to bring up for the intro, I want you just to recap the plot of this film. Because <laughs> we just finished watching it ten minutes ago. Yeah, it was an experience. Please, please, <laughs> please call the police. <laughs> Get this man out of This is a hostage situation. <laughs> yeah, just before I go into the plot okay. and everything, if you haven't listened to our watch along, which I'm going to be honest, is probably going to come out before this episode. <laughs> <laughs> because you, you just have to hear her raw, unf- or rather my raw, unfiltered <laughs> reaction to this film. It is, oh, it's a film. Um, just in the same way that this film's full of time paradoxes, I just want to point out that at the end of the uh, watch along you said that this episode would be out first and then (laughs) (laughs) so both episodes are going to be out first yeah Okay. see this is the thing though I'm keeping Mm. the audience on their toes you know yeah much like Godzilla when he (laughs) Drop kicked <laughs> King Aurora. This film is about the dangers of time travel, the atomic bomb, <laughs> and the Japanese patting themselves on the back one too many times. So, yeah, essentially, it begins um, with time travellers who are holograms, but they're not holograms. We have a journalist who made his fortune. Somehow he can buy, like, a huge studio, like, apartment, or maybe studio's the wrong word, but he buys this huge apartment apartment with these winding stairs but he can't afford a shirt you know it, it haunted me throughout the film but we've got that character and um, we've got someone from the japanese army who is bffs with godzilla in 
and even gives him a wee nod before getting blown up. I was gonna, you know, just say, oh, we're gonna go into spoilers, but this is a god. That like, read the title. It's Godzilla versus a flying three-headed dragon. No, this isn't like <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Yes, I still haven't watched it. The meme must fall. So then, mo- I was gonna say modern day, but it's 1992. God. That's pretty modern. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty modern. Yeah, that was only 10 years ago, sure. Oh. <laughs> uh, we're old. But, yeah, so this film is about humanity getting visited by these time travellers who... Time travellers. Time travellers. <laughs> and their plan makes no sense. <laughs> so they go back to the past to transport a mortally wounded Godzilla into the future. No. Well, later they do. <laughs> like, they try to stop him. Oh, sorry, they, sorry, they transport him in space, okay? They, they throw him in the ocean. Yes. They throw him in the ocean, okay? They throw him in the ocean so he can't get atomically bombed and become Godzilla, okay? And then, all of a sudden, they leave behind three, like, small proto-Furbies, which are just demon fuel, which you turned around to me and said, oh, they're cute, they're like Furbies, and I said, no, they're just bees, because there's no fur. There's nothing like that at all. According to Wikipedia, they're called endorats. Oh, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Information gone. Yeah, and one ear out the other. What Ghidorah lights. So yeah, they um, mutate somehow because that's how chemical um, reactions work with mm. nuclear energy, of course. The atomic bomb goes off and you get the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Unfortunately in Japan, that leads to giant kaijus. It's a rampant problem, but we'll get into that. So of course, it turns out this was all a plan by the time travellers. Why they didn't just use their handy-dandy future weapons where they've got androids? Um, you would think they would build a bigger android. Uh, just Yeah... Yeah, no. Instead, they just decide, yeah, we're going to send this three-headed dragon thing in. So, to counter this... The Japanese government and their infinite wisdom. Now, I don't know a lot about the Japanese government or <laughs> how they do things there, but I feel as if this film makes Japan in the 90s seem very, not backwards thinking, that's the wrong word, but kind of not forward thinking. <laughs> in the sense that they think, oh no, Godzilla's gone because we threw him in the ocean. So instead, we've got this other monster that can fly, destroy Tokyo, you know how it is, or destroy Japan. What they do instead? Instead, is they decide to ram Godzilla with a nuclear sub. If it was worse, I don't want to interject. Yeah, no, go for because it. Because it's not Godzilla. So they don't know Godzilla's there. Yeah. This, is, this is the weird part. So they knew they threw a dinosaur in the ocean in 1944. It's now uh-huh. 1992. And they decide that A, Godzilla, the dinosaur, the Godzilla Saurus, the original dinosaur, must still be alive. So they're going to bomb it with a nuclear submarine. But in between this time, between 1944 and now, and 1992, he's already turned into Godzilla anyway. <laughs> and then the nuclear sub they sent down to try and make Godzilla gets eaten and makes Godzilla even stronger. <laughs> That was the one that I wanted to interject yeah. to get that across. So now we've got two monsters. Yes. And you see a bit, of course, you have the big fight with Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. No, it's the big fist fight, you know. And I thought that would be the climax of the film. So I was getting ready to you know, wrap up to be like, stay safe or somehow do it. And then all of a sudden, they, you know, they have a Godzilla problem now, which is like... <laughs> 
it, it's almost like if you have like an ant problem or like a bug problem in your house, so you firebomb your house, but now you have to fight the fire, which is <laughs> exponentially worse. So you're like, how do I deal with this fire that is raging in my home? Oh, I know I'm going to... Get an even, I don't know, bigger roach to stand on. I'm going to get all the ants together, take them to the future, and then bring them back. (laughs) Yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to shove ants into a fire extinguisher, and I'm going to fire them until all of them smother the flames. Yes. And you might be thinking, oh, Satsu, you're being very hyperbolic here, you're being very over-the-top, exaggerating. No, no, this is exactly what happens in the film. You see later on that the anti-Godzilla defence force, which probably a thing, I don't know, but they have like these futuristic tanks that they're firing at Godzilla. To which I thought, if they had these tanks, like they never bring them up until, you know, Godzilla's rampage. And so it's like, why didn't you use them against the flying three-headed dragon? <laughs> I feel as if there was a step missing. But then, of course, they can't stop Godzilla. He's rampaging. You know the drill. And then you think, okay, what's going to happen next? And they say, oh, I know. We're going to resurrect the monster we just killed <laughs> in the future. Give him lasers <laughs> and a metal body. And we're going to fight again. And it's like, there are a million in one steps. This is a film with time travel, spaceships, future technology. There's a guy with a bazooka point. You know, I feel as if, and this is what we were saying in the watch along commentary. I said that it's like you have a pavement. You're trying to like walk along this road, and instead of walking on the pavement, you immediately go on the road, and I don't even know. You start roly polying down. <laughs> it's not even you start walking in a sensible fashion. You just kind of zigzag, and there's just no coherence. So yes, that is relatively the summary. Oh, and they rip off Captain America. <laughs> nah, I'm only kidding. Well, what was amazing, so you did describe what I think is the main plot points, but also missed out... Oh, what, the velvet time travelers? The velvet time travelers, <laughs> you also missed out the fact that they have a car chase, the Terminator, uh, where he's like, we're not even yeah, in the car and that there's Terminator 2. Yeah, when, you were saying that. When did Terminator come out in comparison to this? Just about six months before, so I don't know how much of a rip-off it is, but I mean, it's very, yeah. very... The bit when he's running behind the car is very, very close to the, the T-1000 chasing. The android is probably the most emotional android <laughs> I've seen in a while, because, you know, androids and, by extension, Skynet, which, you know, if you haven't heard of Terminator Month, please feel free to dig in there, but androids are usually stoic, mm. they're very logical. This one's, like, making jokes and gunning people down with a huge smile on his face. It's very smug. Yes, that's exactly the word. It's quite unnerving, I want to say. You know, you're watching a film about Godzilla. When did time travel? And I mean, I I get by this. Out of curiosity, I know you're the Godzilla expert here, but where in the kind of films? Because you said there was 30 films. Now, what film is this? Oh, this must be about 20. Is it? So what happens is, it's quite interesting. So what happens is they do the first film. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of sequels, and in that franchise, it's very similar to what happens to James Bond. Yeah, I think it was what my, my mainest comparison would be. So like, it gets sillier and sillier and weirder and weirder and weirder as it goes on. And then they go, "Now we can't do this. Let's draw a line in the sand. Let's replace Godzilla with Timothy Dalton and try again." And then they reboot the franchise. They make more films. This is like the Pierce Brosnan era of these films. They give it like the really like to think of where where it would be in the. Like this, this is the dying of the day. Like this is as weird as it probably got. And then after this, we went, no, nah, this is too weird. <laughs> Let's get Daniel Craig in. Let's everyone calm down. Cool it all back off. <laughs> 
I mean, considering a couple of years later they rebooted it for the American release, is that right? Yeah, so this was yeah, but it's a wee bit late, I think, but well, yeah. still about ten years away when yeah. the ones came out, so the Godzilla reboot was ninety nine or something. Yeah, 2000. okay, that's fair enough, but yeah, I don't think this film would have done very well. I'm not going to lie, because of course we watched the dub. I don't know if we said earlier, but yeah, we watched the dub rather than the subbed version, and it is a beauty to behold, isn't it? The actors give it their all. I really <laughs> the, wanted to watch the dub version because I think that's like when you're watching a bad movie, mm-hmm. maybe not a bad movie, like a monster movie, there's a certain charm to having the dub on. And I know people mm-hmm. go, oh, well, the subs is the proper way to watch it. And you're probably correct, but I don't want to watch it properly. I want to have the most fun. And dubbing it is far, by far mm-hmm. funnier. <laughs> I mean, again, read the title. It's Godzilla versus King Kadir. <laughs> You're not expecting hybrid quality from this one. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of that cheesy overdubbing, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah. again, I'm no voice actor, but it does seem as if it's very much that. Oh no, Godzilla! Ah, and you know, <laughs> like, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> no, no, you're completely correct. I've got a question for you though. Before we start, you know, diving into why this film totally makes sense, of mm. course, and is a very key reflection of our current geopolitical landscape today. Yep. How the hell did you find out about this film? <laughs> <laughs> um, I found this list online. It's like just a list of all the films ah. of Godzilla films. Mm. So as I was watching down in order, and then I do you want to see if I can find the description or should call that before? But basically, um, I was going through all the films uh, as you go through them like the descriptions are very plain for this and I found this like watch along list and the descriptions are very plain some of them are just like Godzilla attacks Tokyo for the second time which is like Godzilla rises again yeah. this is just so if you google um, Godzilla watch list it comes up with this big list with all the films on it and here it is this is the description also he rates it highly recommended the person who made this list amazing <laughs> time twisting shenanigans as aliens go back to World War 2 and replace Godzilla's original premeditated form with three cute fuzzy things which then turn into King Godzilla after the bomb Godzilla comes back and defeats him but has to fight again as King Godzilla gets brought back in a mecha form <laughs> I love how it's just the, the bomb not yeah, like yeah, atom bomb not yeah. nuclear yeah, bomb nice yeah the bomb <laughs> <laughs> as opposed to the you know you might be confused with like the 90s early 2000s Dabom you know like there's, there's... I was wondering where you were going with yeah. that <laughs> I was like all the famous bombs all <laughs> That ball. <laughs> it beggars belief. Can we talk about time travel real quick? Because this is something that bugged me. It hasn't seemed to have bugged you as much, but I do want to talk about this because it really bugged me. What do you mean me. the fact that they all speak perfect oh, no. dubbies? That, <laughs> no, that as well. No. So, plot of the film. The film of the future. They go back to 1992. They then go back again to 1944 and get rid of Godzilla. Now, if you're watching any other films, I brought up to you as, as you mm-hmm. and the watch two films that do time time travel really well, in my opinion, Back to the Future and Terminator. So, you've gone back to the past and you've changed the past. There's two schools of thought what happen when you go back to the future. You either get Back to the Future, where reality's changed and nobody remembers what it looked like before you went back in time, like in Back to the Future at the end, or Terminator 2, you've created a new timeline and you don't see the changes. This film does neither. <laughs> So what happens is, let's say they go back in time on October 1st, or I don't know what month it is. Let's say October 1st, 1992. They go back in time. They get rid of Godzilla back in time. The events of the film and the franchise thus far still occur, I think. Yeah. But by the 2nd of October, 1992, Godzilla is gone. <laughs> that is the plate. That's what they say, because everyone still remembers who Godzilla is. No one's forgotten who he is. So the plot of the film still happens. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Right? There are films like that, but yeah, I get what you mean. Do you get what I'm saying? I mean, I said when we were doing the watch along that it is very much like the best episode of Doctor Who I've ever seen, you know? It's like one of those things that they say, oh, we're going to go back into the past, we're going to take Godzilla out. (laughs) 
You know, it's like, Godzilla, Godzilla, get out of there. Oh, God, he's wearing a Walkman. Oh, God, oh, shit. Also, uh, Godzilla, so we, we see the Godzilla-saurus um, fighting in World War <laughs> Sorry, Godzilla, Godzilla, Godzilla I keep forgetting that. Um, I mentioned it in the watch-along, but I do want to quickly bring it up again, is the, um, the amazing joke that gets told just before Godzilla-saurus appears. Oh, is, of course, um, yeah. Basically, watch the film, but the, the punchline is Steven Spielberg. <laughs> You you built that up oh, so like, much. It's like, so weird. Like, why was this in this? Why? Who sat in the right? Do you know what we need to do here? Make a joke about Steven Spielberg's dad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was just a third encounters fan. <laughs> Just so specifically weird. Yeah, the time travel thing was... I mean, in a film about a giant dinosaur mm. and a giant three-headed dragon fighting mm. one another, there was a lot of weirdness in this film. <laughs> like, not even like, oh, haha, it's just weird. Just silent contemplating. <laughs> just sitting there, just thinking, what did I just watch? Why did I just watch? Where did I just watch? Who did I just... You know, like, going through all mm. the W's there and the surplus H. I don't know. I, I feel as if this is in my top ten of why. This is in my top ten of bad <laughs> movies <laughs> oh, oh no 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 hold on incredible. like good bad films or just bad films oh good bad films yeah, so okay. this is, a, this okay, is okay, definitely okay. a good bad film because I was going to say you can't put this up with Turkish Star Wars no no Turkish Star Wars was not a film it was an abomination and I wish we'd never watched it I mean I, I keep bringing this up in a lot of episodes but I just wanted to forget tonight it's like it's not your fault <laughs> I was always saying Turkish Star Wars was my fault like you know the whole sort of oh the accident wasn't your fault this time it was my fault there is no hiding from it I got us to watch Turkish Star Wars because I thought it'd be good Mm -hmm. but this film I wish we'd watched this one instead because it is 100% better than Turkish Star Wars oh 100% and it is one of those films that I will say that if you've got friends and everything and you want to watch it one of these bad movies together with friends definitely this is the one you whip out the popcorn and the snacks (laughs) and you just go to town on it it is it's just bizarre because I don't even know if it's right to say that they have all of these references you know to other things during the time you know as you said you've got Terminator you've got the alien thing it was coming out in the 90s like because I was going to say Phantom Men as well it was 99 there is though Star Wars there's like a lot of like in the spaceship stuff there's a lot of like little Star Wars nods in terms of like yeah. how they look there's a very also like the costumes are very Star Trek yeah, yeah. and the lasers yeah. as well and I mean even the ship as well like yeah. uh, again Third Encounters of the what's it Encounters of the Third Kind yeah well but anyway the Steven Spielberg one we mentioned <laughs> Second Encounters of the Third Kind yeah. for the fourth time <laughs> yeah the ship looks very reminiscent of that yep. where it's got the flashing lights it's got the dome on top they might as well have had a musical number at that point to be fair <laughs> um, this movie had a musical number that probably would have made it my favourite film of all time <laughs> oh yeah absolutely Godzilla he is coming <laughs> where where there but yeah end of song just cut but what I will say though is like as much as we are kind of joking and ranting on this film I do love the fact that they use obviously because CGI wasn't as prominent back then and if it was it was terrible but but as we saw with the CGI in this film but the practical effects are still astonishing because that's what we were both discussing in the watch along as well which there's so many practical effects there's like the models of the cities Godzilla who's just a guy in a suit if I'm right to say just like stomps through and destroys buildings it's like fantastic it's one of the, the definitely the highlights of the entire Godzilla franchise this, this mm-hmm. film's great this film's really good at miniatures and stuff and the work in yeah. it the costume's constantly getting updated and stuff and you don't notice it when you're watching it I think but 
things like uh, King Godzilla's he's got like wires attached to him in real life and that's how they move all the heads and the tails independently mm-hmm. it's really complicated how they do this how they puppet these, these scenes are like really planned ahead and I think that's part of the reason that the original I was talking about the original 1954 film yeah. the reason that holds up so so well is the miniatures and you, can, you feel that realisticness to it mm-hmm. it's the same what I always say about Lord of the Rings like the Fellowship of the Rings probably held, holds up better than most films mm-hmm. from that era because they just went full hog and they walked so like, these lines are all going to be real yeah. and so like you, your brain can tell like 1954 Godzilla it's in black and white and so they could have got away with like terrible green screen but they tend not to use it they tend to use as much mm-hmm. here's a guy jumping on a miniature as possible mm-hmm. and it looks brilliant for it and this film in particular apart from there's a wee bit of CGI at the end on King, King Godzilla Mecha King Godzilla's got yeah. a bit of CGI on him um, but apart from that it's all very practical oh we made a tiny truck and now a guy's going to stamp on it Yeah, it's the two monsters fight and it's actually them just two lads in a car park kicking the crap out of each other it's very real and it's very funny and it, it looks brilliant for it sorry I just love that description two lads in a car park <laughs> just the thought that my would blow up the T-Rex and just <laughs> lying at each other and just the wee kid on the corner like stop he's already dead <laughs> daddy who are you fighting <laughs> in a way son yeah. he just like stops the kid and he's like let them fight <laughs> Finds out his phone. Godzilla 12 coming in. Oh, sorry, Godzilla 50, I should say. Considering <laughs> there's like 30 of these, which I genuinely, I did not know because I'm one of these like clearly plebeians who doesn't know his Godzilla lore. Terrifying. Um, you don't know, know your Godzilla from your Godzillasaurus. I know, exactly. <laughs> or Mecha Godzilla, exactly. It's like, <laughs> but aren't doing the same thing. It's like, oh, you poor sweet summer child. But no, it's one of those franchises that I do remember like when I was younger, I watched the Matthew Broderick one, which mm. is, of course, it's considered one of the lesser liked ones I would say you know it's very Americanized. they throw in all the plot points about Godzilla being like this rampaging monster anyway so uh, it's not great but it feels as if in this it still retains it's like cheesy charm yeah I think that yeah. Godzilla moves a lot of like people do hate it because mm-hmm. you know they're purists whatever, but I think a lot of people got into Godzilla because of it mm-hmm. like who wouldn't have seen the films otherwise um, I was I was later to the party with more of the, the more recent Godzilla films that got me into it the Godzilla vs. Kong sort of the, the Warner Brothers one you need that element of stupidity because these films are inherently stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, apart from the first one, which is quite, which is very serious, the rest of them are very silly because they have to be because it's guys stomping about in cautions and as the cameras get better, you can see that more. So they yeah. have to kind of yeah. be a bit more. Like, yeah, sure, okay, this is silly. This film is very fun. Though. I wonder if the actors and actresses had a lot of fun with this film. Oh, 100%. surely, yeah, because it does seem as if they're just acting over the top. The android, especially the android, like gets <laughs> the limelight and this one is like oh my god he is just so you know he's just chewing the scenery absolutely 110% he's just like hello there and he just <laughs> shoots a- but he's so happy when he's gunning down those poor people like they're just they're probably just contractors you know it's like hey Jim do you want to go into the past and see Godzilla on this like expedition crew it's like going into TNG for if I'm going <laughs> to reference Star Trek it's like going into TNG and then getting DS9 where it's like everyone's <laughs> shooting one another and there's warp everywhere and you're like holy shit <laughs> I just wanted to see the world yeah then instead he got buried in the past which is like a time travel's nightmare to be fair <laughs> but oh god like can you imagine that <laughs> say, what, what's even the prerequisites do you think oh, of a time traveller in this film other than the suits I will yeah, say yeah I was going to say you need to be able to pull off a suit mm-hmm. and you need to be slightly dumb I think because yeah. they're, they're all a bit dumb but also you need to be evil because apart from the one girl who's not because <laughs> 
the plot is so evil. Like the, their plan is so evil and so bizarre. So I think mostly you kind of mentioned it about the bureaucracy yeah. of Japan, but I think the entire film is just people who don't think about a plan for more than five minutes. Yeah. Like we were, we were joking during the watch time, but she goes into the future to create the Mecha King Godira, but she has a time machine. You can take as long as you want. You don't have to come up with the first option. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. has spent months and years training a whole squad to come back and kill Godzilla once for all. So she came up back with the first plan she'd thought of and fought Godzilla and as the end of the film shows you, they didn't succeed. They didn't kill Godzilla. Yeah. They could have spent years planning how to fit. <laughs> Nobody yeah. understands time travel in this film. <laughs> Because that's exactly what I say to you. It's like, what they could do was they could have, like, had an action plan, had them working on this for <laughs> generations, hundreds of years. Then she takes her time machine to the future. I don't know if there's, like, a futuristic ticket service, you know, <laughs> where it's, like, number Apple Q78 Alpha. I don't know. You know, the generic <laughs> kind of numbers. Or but that's exactly what I thought. I thought, oh, she could have done that. She could have done anything. That's the thing. People don't think. It's not even the time travel. It's just, like, people just don't no. think in this film it's like oh we're getting rampaged by King Godira I keep saying his name and I keep forgetting it's like <laughs> but King Godira is just like this as I said this three-headed dragon that swoops down and starts messing Japan up and their solution is not to bring in the anti-Godzilla brigade or whatever they're called <laughs> You know, the anti-Godzilla gang, that's probably a yep. better name for them, but they don't bring them in, they don't bring in the futuristic tanks. You know in Pokemon where they used to dig the holes? It's <laughs> <And they used laughs> like the pit traps. They didn't even do that. I know it would have been the big hole, but still. Like, in fact, no, no, sorry, I, I take that back because to your chuckle in there, that he steps through the subway. He does. He just <laughs> yes, Godzilla the... falls into a subway at one point, yeah. and the guy full on, it's a, it's a nasty bump because he, he right. takes his leg, his leg goes into it, and then the rest of them fall. Like, that wasn't like. Planned. Yeah, I don't know if it was planned or not, but it doesn't look planned. It looks very sore. <laughs> and I like, that's, the, that's the one moment I got taken out the phone because I'm just like, oh, that guy in that suit must have a bad knee now. <laughs> yeah. And he just kept falling. <laughs> Keep like, rolling. This is great. There's a stupid, stupid. I mean, you know, <laughs> which ones actually? But there's a stupid scene where <laughs> Godzilla's fighting against Mecha King Ghidorah and everything. It's like, oh yeah, you run away, ha! Huh? One of the extras is laughing as you pointed out. Having <laughs> oh a yeah, ball. all the extras <laughs> having an absolute ball in this film. And you get the scene where there's like a camera crew, or rather two chuckle fucks in, <laughs> in a, a good, building. It's like a news team or something. Yeah, like well, something. yeah, but they're right behind Godzilla in this. <laughs> building they're filming out of a pane of glass which I pointed out to you it would just have their reflection and that heavy breathing they're not on a particularly high floor no but it looks at yeah. it as like floor 10 yeah. <laughs> I mean I, I made like a very crude joke about the fact that they're just filming Godzilla's butthole at this point it's not even and again you know that's very lowbrow haha <laughs> they're filming his butt but genuinely like they're on level with his tail which means that they're no higher than his butt cheeks so like what were they filming <laughs> Like, even if they looked up, his bum would still be in, like, view of the camera. He had his back to them. Like, what were they hoping to achieve? Like, you know how you get these actual journalists that go to these very dangerous areas of the world and they put their lives on the line yep. and things? Guys, I don't think it's worth it. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. Not if you're getting that camera angle. No. If they were on the roof and you got, like, the, the Godzilla faces they walked past, then maybe that would have been worth it. Yeah, on the roof or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah but not from that lot level. No, um, it's like, can you imagine some mitten art for the, for the Nobel Peace Prize? <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> can we talk about the uh, um, the CEO? We which one? Yet. So, what, the dinosaur? <laughs> <laughs> so they go or to the, the paleontologist? <laughs> 
The one who ties any comfortability <laughs> of it like a dinosaur. You saw no dinosaurs no. here. So, wait, so, so sorry. At the start of the film, there's a conspiracy that these people saw a dinosaur in World War Two. So the, the, the journalist who's the main character... He... Sorry, just off topic. I love how like that's up there with like, did they land on the moon? <laughs> Did the Japanese see a dinosaur? And I love how we said this and neither of us laughed because uh-huh. it's that normal a plot point but there's nothing neither was like if yeah. this wasn't any other film if you watched him saving Private Ryan yeah. the dinosaur mm-hmm. thought, you'd be freaking the hell out yeah. but this is so weird this film that we're just fine with that so meet CEO CEO says no I don't like dinosaurs I've never seen them even though the office is covered in dinosaur statues so they go back in time and they go to World War 2 and the CEO is in World, is in World War 2 as a, like a commanding officer and he gets saved by Godzilla Saurus and then Godzilla attacks and back in the future Godzilla in the present sorry Godzilla this is so confusing back in the present Godzilla attacks Tokyo I think it was and he's there and he refuses to leave his office and he's on the phone <laughs> He walks towards the window. And <laughs> he's walking towards the window, who's walking past but Godzilla. And they, they meet eyes. <laughs> and they have like an emotional moment with the two of them nod at each other. Like they do like a bro nod. Really? He just put his, he should have put his fist up to the glass and see if Godzilla fist bumped him. It does feel like a very dammy done moment. <laughs> So if, he, if he just weird. bursts into back of his eye right there and then <laughs> as he's getting blown up oh yeah and the Godzilla yeah. kills him anyway yeah but, it just, but that that is a dick move from Godzilla <laughs> by the way like yeah just going back to that scene he does the nod and yeah. I, I fucking love that I love that the fact that you hear the guy on the phone like we were joking about like Breaking Bad where it's just like Mr. President Mr. President get out of there get out of there <laughs> Like, oh god, oh, oh crap, he's got he's got his walkman in. Oh no. He's like Richard Prince. You know, and of course the president very sombre moment he gives his he's crying. nod. Yeah, I for some reason well I'd be crying. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, it's about what was about to yeah, happen. But like he nods, he does the mm. and you know, Godzilla in return goes and nods puts them up and it's like tick move yeah, yeah, yeah. like can you imagine going to the shops, right? You know, you see <laughs> someone <laughs> You see someone, right? Okay, who he's 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 no, it's like you see someone and then more realistically they just punch you in the face after nodding the wrong. Or even, you know, to coin a Simpsons reference, it's like you you nod at them, you walk down another aisle and then they just run up and punch you in the back of the head. Like, why would you do that? What? And, and you can't exactly say, oh, because Godzilla's this rampaging monster because he's clearly sentient. Yeah. He clearly recognises the dude. And then he's just like, oh, I can't let people know that I'm a nice dinosaur. <laughs> out. Or maybe he got jealous. Maybe he saw the, you know, the... Oh, the I was like, yo, I see. I just wanted to bring that guy up just because it's so weird. And yeah. this film is so weird that I feel like we're going to end this episode and go, damn, we didn't mention, I don't know, I can't even think of what it was in this film. What, the jetpacks? Or... We didn't mention jetpacks. We didn't mention the magic school bus matching costumes. We didn't mention what the guy's suit was made of. There's so many, like, just biz- they didn't mention the fact that the girl was, showed she was going to, so the main woman that was in the time travel team, she betrays them mm-hmm. and then gets left alone with the android for some reason unplugs his brain replaces yeah. his brain with her CDs I assume were actually programming and also probably her high school mixtape plugs it into his head and Smash Bros <laughs> and then he turns and he's basically playing Doom the whole time <laughs> <laughs> but then, <laughs> that's why he's so psycho <laughs> <laughs> 
the gym slam music. <laughs> it's like on a slight side tangent, but have you ever seen that video? It's absolutely amazing. Where it's like the office staff of like this random office who are dressing up for like Halloween or some costume party, and someone's like when the gym music kicks in, and nothing seems like weird. It's just people dressed up, and the guys like filming them look at the cute costumes, and then you hear the gym music going. It's like where's he going with us? And then he turns it down the corridor, and it's the guy in the full gym slayer. <laughs> Imagine that, and all you hear is like the do 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 do. You know, it's like. <laughs> I, I don't think I have anything else to say about this film. <laughs> I feel like. Sure? I, I, well, the thing. I feel like we could talk about this film for another twenty four hours, or right. never talk about it again. <laughs> I feel like the latter more. <laughs> it's one of these films that years later I'm going to bring up in conversation mm. and be like... And I'm going to deny you ever watched yeah. it. Yeah. Or no, even worse, I'm going to be like, oh, I remember Godzilla versus King Ghidorah. And you're like, you're like, Sasu, that was, that was like 20 years ago. I'm like, what, what? And you're like, yeah, that was 20 years ago that you that you watched this film. And I'm like, no, no, because um, that was actually a running joke. I won't go into the details of the joke itself, but it was a running joke that I keep bringing up to you about one of our friends. And I remember bringing that up and I was like, oh, friend X is, you know, he's, he's great, you know, annoyed whenever I bring it up. And you were like, yes, yeah, so he should. It was nine years ago. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, no way. We, we've known each other for such a yeah. long time. Yeah. It's just, oh, when you get older, kids, you know. <laughs> time just, time just rates. Time just evaporates. It really does. Much um, like, you know, Godzilla. Mm. Although the film felt as if it was racing by. There were so many, like, fake outs. So can, before we finish up, can we just talk about how long it took? Like, I've seen this was like the biggest <laughs> cinematic foreplay thing I've ever seen where it was like about 40 minutes maybe 30, 40 until we got to see Godzilla Saurus at least yeah that's one thing I do want to point out when you recapped the plot uh-huh. You started with they go back in time and get rid of Godzilla Soros. That is forty minutes into the film. Yeah, <laughs> we sat and watched people in boardrooms for forty minutes. <laughs> oh, it was so boring. Well, not have, boring, but like it does have a couple of amazing yeah. gags, such as the time travelers prove their time travelers by giving the journalist the book he's currently writing. Yeah. <laughs> Finished. That was fantastic. That was a weird pop. And of course, the journalist has a shirt on whenever he goes outside. Mm. But of course, when he's in his own home, he like. I mean, it's a bit like if you've ever played heavy rain you know at the very beginning of that you play as this dad in this like house with huge windows and you never like throughout the whole thing you never put a shirt on <laughs> until you like get washed and you get changed and everything and it is it's like the same with this guy he's just <laughs> without a shirt on it's like come on guy oh and the shoulder pads of course on the android yeah, there's, there's a lot of fashion there's yeah. a lot of fashion to talk about in this film but they never explain the androids well I know future and hmm. terminator and that's about the kind of crux of the argument <laughs> I, I feel like it's quite Star Trek as well like it feels like they watch yeah. it I don't know I can't pinpoint a specific Star Trek face it, or whatever but it feels very next generation like especially for the weapons and I could yeah. be getting my timelines mixed up here ironically but the guns themselves look like they've 3D printed them from <laughs> like the TNG films yeah. or like Deep Space Nine because Deep Space Nine probably would have been around this point maybe later but you know it's that kind of era like 80s 90s Visually, it reminds me a lot, especially the, the, the inside of this, this mm-hmm. time travel machine, looks a lot like... Well, the Enterprise? The, yeah, it looks a lot like the Enterprise, like a lot of the same kind of like thick bubble yeah. screens. Big, I know obviously that's like a, a trope to have that look, but it does remind me a lot of the Enterprise. It is very futuristic, but it's like, what kind of motif do you want? Like, <laughs> I, I joked and said it's like, you know, an Ikea storeroom, mm. where it is like, what motif do you want? It's like, we want everything very plain, very <laughs> white, we don't want anything else. 
bubbles. We just want bubble, as you said, bubble screens. Yeah, yeah. We want GameCube discs. I know they're not GameCube discs, they're like compact discs or something, but you know, we want compact discs put into the Android. It's like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> You're watching them, I'm like, why? And again, like, that is an excellent point. It's the fact that 40 minutes of them <laughs> talking about Godzilla, talking about them saying, how are we going to take down Godzilla? What is Godzilla? Not even, I don't think, do they ever contextualise Godzilla or do no, they just go like... assume you know what it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to be fair, it is like quite an iconic character. But yeah, it's like, oh, who's Godzilla? Why Godzilla? <laughs> it wasn't until we watched it back that I remembered any of those 40 minutes happened. Really? Because my brain it just is fixated on the time travel plot. That until, mm. they, you know, until they start time yeah. traveling, I, I forgot that entire film happened. There's just a lot of, as you said, there's a lot of talking. And don't get me wrong, it's something like Star Trek, that's what you expect. You yeah. expect that kind of dialogue, that peaceful moments and things. But again, read the title. It's Godzilla against bloody King Ghidorah. And then, of course, as we said, there's the puppeteers under the floorboards that probably got paid a pittance. <laughs> I was going to say piloting them, but no. I don't know. Puppeting them. Puppet- uh, puppet- puppeteering. Mm-hmm. I have a film review here that I'd like to read out. Oh, please do. This is from Wikipedia. Film historian and critic David Collat wrote, Despite its shortcomings, illogic and overpopulated cast, Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah is crammed full of ideas, richly visualised innovations, a genuine spirit of fun, and some of the most complex emotional manipulation ever to grace the series. I agree with part of that. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with most of that. I mean, the word illogic is what I agree with. I mean, emotionally, no. And I don't know if that's like the dub or the sub kind of issue. Because don't get me wrong, I remember recently I had reviewed an anime series and I went back onto you know, YouTube to like recap myself and I ended up finding all the dubbed versions. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, I can't believe that. You know, it's on here. I can listen to it. And it is one of those animes where the sub is like far more emotional yeah. than the dub. So I don't know if maybe the emotion would have carried on if it makes you feel like I watched the sub one originally oh is it not it does not help <laughs> <laughs> it does not make a damn bit of difference your honour I'd like to um, retract my statement <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to see how far you'd go for it yeah. yeah I originally watched the sub was the first one I yeah. watched and um, they're both available on the internet archive yeah. so I watched the sub subtitles first and yeah, yeah it doesn't help oh, that's a shame yeah that is a good damn thing. shame good thing <laughs> yeah you would think that it would have been maybe emotionally more resonant I don't know <laughs> Again, as I said, because I said this to you and you said don't bring it up, but it's the fact that, again, going back to the time travel thing, they really don't think it through because they're like, <laughs> oh, imagine coming back to, well, it's back to 1992, so it's like a couple of centuries behind, and they're coming from the year 2204, and they're like, why 2204? I don't know why it's so specific, because you had said 1.2240, yeah, but then yeah. they brought it back again, it was like 2204, yeah, which it seems very, if it was 22. I could kind of understand because mm. you know 1992 yeah. is when this film set and then they go back to 1944 which obviously I mean are they doing it from the war <laughs> you know no or are they do you know they come back and then they all you know get along and they speak properly and I get why they do this in films it's obvious because they just want the plot going along they don't want the huge linguistics lesson but it's like can you imagine people come back from the future and they're like oh totally tubular dude it's like <laughs> what does this mean? 
And they go, oh yeah, Japanese linguistics, of course. And I just more laughing at the fact that you think that people would come back from the future talking like they came out in the 90s. Like, <laughs> no, it's the opposite. They come out. Oh, they, yeah. think- they meet someone in the 90s and like, whoa, time travel, that's totally <laughs> yeah. radical, dude. It's like, like, no, no, we're not radical, we're actually fairly central. <laughs> <laughs> Or, of course, if it was set nowadays, it's like, oh my god, I think Godzilla's a bit sus, don't you think? Man, that's truly sussy. Because <laughs> and it's like, I have no idea what you are saying to me right now. The androids are truly sussy in this film, wasn't it? <laughs> but there's two of them. See, this is a well, thing. Well, then there's three of them. Because there's, the, <laughs> there's the main android guy. Yeah, and I, then there's Jedward. Oh, and they come as a pair. I thought they were just humans. I assumed they were androids because they See, were in shoulder pads. <laughs> It was my logic. <laughs> See, this is the thing that's very irritating about this film because that's what I was saying to you in the watch along. I said, you know, they couldn't have like slapped a sticker on the side mm. of the face or made them more distinguishable because I, I kind of made the comparison of Alien, for example. And I was like, well, with Alien, you have, don't get me wrong, you have Lance Hendrickson as the android bishop and everything, but he plays it in quite a very stoic way. Yeah. You know, it's like he moves quite rigidly Aye. and he's got his, his facial features he's not smiling when he kills people also it helps that everyone around him in the film is animated yeah which uh is part of the problem is also the main time travellers are also kind of stoic and weird it's harder to pick out someone who's weird when everyone's weird yeah it makes no sense and I know that's the tagline of this film Godzilla versus King Ghidorah it makes no sense but yeah they don't even do anything to distinguish that I didn't even know they had a crew like (laughs) Like at the very beginning when they introduced them, they do the you know the hologram thing, we're like, ooh, holograms. And I'm like, God, we don't get to Godzilla. <laughs> and then of course, once they get to Godzilla, they have the androids and they have like a kind of skeleton crew, and you're like, eh, okay, it's three time travellers and they're androids, okay, I can get on board with us. But then by the end when they try to blow up the time machine. <laughs> Sorry, totally, these only said this is in a row. I know, but it's like they have this like whole crew of security people getting like gunned down by what's his name? Yeah, like, the you know, this film is so bad that I completely forgot the name of the one in Blade Runner. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, can you imagine Blade Runner, but instead with him, he's like, <laughs> like tears in the rain. <laughs> he just guns them down. Having a good time. Yeah, up oh. here. <laughs> up here. Boom. He's so happy coming down, people. I know, I keep going back to that. I love how this is the thing that got you hung up and not like. Like anything else in this film. Yeah. Do you know what's amazing about this? The fact that we've like ranted about this film and the majority of our problems don't come from the Godzilla versus oh, yeah. King Ghidorah because that's kind of a testament, isn't it, too? Yeah, those those Thumbs moments are. that's like, I think like all the Godzilla films, whether that's the Japanese ones, all the, the mm-hmm. modern ones, they all suffer from that same thing, which is everyone wants to see the fights. Yeah. And the rest of the film is just you looking at your watch. Like yeah. that's <laughs> always gonna be the case, right? Like, that's how monster films are done. People don't really care about the humans, it's really hard to get to care about humans. I mean it's like recently a couple of months ago I think I watched Pacific Rim 2 for the first time which mistake number one but you know there's loads of um, interpersonal drama between the characters it's like oh my god you left the core how could you and all of this and you know there's all this drama and things and you're like I physically don't care there's <laughs> massive kaijus that can end the world down below there is you know like world ending stakes there's everything like that and you want me to care about human drama like I get enough of that in my real life I don't, I don't need to and it's the same with that it's like oh the guy getting depressed his book doesn't sell well and things it's like I know that's a character trait I should be concerned about I should be sad this old imperial Japanese man's getting murdered but I don't it's 
funny enough. You know, they have that that's one of the jokes I made to you where they are getting like these Japanese soldiers in this cave are getting bombed. And you know, they have this rousing speech about we will fight them, we will defend the motherland. Like they're working on mine. And <laughs> they say all oh, this stuff. And I was like, if I was getting bombed, then they're getting thoroughly bombed because I think the real tragedy here is the amount of trees they must have blown up. <laughs> Just to get the shot, so I was like, "This is just so sad." Those poor trees—they're probably growing back by now. But it's like, really. <laughs> so yeah, it's a film of two halves. I would say, <clears throat> like, if I was honestly to summarize this film, I would say it's a film of two halves. Where if you're here for the Godzilla stuff and you're here for the King Ghidorah stuff, absolutely fantastic. The practical effects are amazing. The effects, although you know cheesy and rubber suits, they're fantastic. It's really cool to see that impact that you know Godzilla has when he's fighting. But if you're in it for the Japanese bureaucracy, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. It's not probably not the film for you, but like kind of in summary, what would you say? Time machines, dinosaurs, jetpacks, terminators, opening people's heads to put discs in them, Godzilla, three-headed dragons, pets, um, a guy's book that doesn't sell very well, matching uniforms, velour suits. <laughs> I was going to say, is this a new weird Al Yankovic song? <laughs> I'm just listening. I can't summarize this film because I just want to list what was in it. And that wasn't even all of it, but incredible film. Truly, truly, as you mentioned earlier, don't go into expecting a classic. Get some mates around, get some food out, listen to our watch along, and enjoy yourself. Because this film is meant to be enjoyed, it's not meant to be watched. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a bit like... Citizen Kane. Well, Citizen Kane is... A lot like Citizen Kane, actually. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, surprisingly so. I feel like now I can't watch Citizen Kane because I made such a big joke about it. I'm like, can I? You can't watch Citizen Kane because you've seen this film. Exactly. Which is vastly superior in every way to it, so... Exactly, so it's it's just ruined every time. Every time, you know, I'm watching, I'm eye to eye with Citizen Kane. I'm just thinking of Godzilla. (laughs) Like, it didn't mean anything. (laughs) Time travellers meant nothing. No, it was more like, um, and this is, of course, dating the episode, because when we're recording this, it is probably going to be Halloween soon, which, by the time you listen to this, it is way past Halloween, so apologies. But I remember there was one time that I had gone, you and I were at a Halloween party, and oh, the... Oh, yeah. so <laughs> 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 cut. No, 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 without you know going in-depth into it, but the <laughs> film we watched was Drag Me to Hell. Oh, it, yeah. wow. This is in my house. This yeah, it was. It's like that's how far back it goes, and this is like 10 (laughs) over 10 years at least. Yeah, probably close to 15 years. It's just the reason I remember it is because I remember you'd put it on, and there was a large group of people we expected that it was going to be, you know, the scary film or whatever. And obviously, it turned out to be like a terrible horror film. But what made it so absolutely brilliant was the fact that we're all just roughing on it. We're all just together, we had all our Halloween snacks, we were amongst good company. Company, you know, and that's exactly what this kind of film yes. is. It's that cozy. Watch it if you're having a bad movie night. Definitely put it on the list. It's terrible at some bits, but as soon as you get to like the absolutely insane stuff, absolutely watch this film. Cannot suggest it enough. <laughs> it's hard to say that with a straight face, but if you like Godzilla, if you like really terrible cheesy action films, go watch it. That's really the crux I, of the. I think, I, think it's, I think that's the crux of the episode. Yeah, I think I, think I can't sum up better than that. And yeah on that note thank you 
all so so much for listening to this episode as we said throughout the episode if you want to listen to our watch along which was a lot of fun yes the second time we broke into my house to make me review <laughs> something but yeah if you want to listen to that it should be up on our website podpage.com forward slash chatsunami or if you'd like to listen to any of our past episodes as well on there or your handy dandy podcast apps yeah just check us out on Spotify iTunes and really any good podcast apps and yeah much like Godzilla himself don't forget to stay safe <laughs> awesome and most importantly severely severely hydrated because he gets buried in a lot of water in this film that must have been sorry no, no. <laughs> you've done the outro no, no, take go, it, go. Take it, what I've done <laughs> directed by Michael Bay <laughs> <laughs> oh. stop the pain <laughs>